Welcome to Mogul's Interview Series. I'm your host, Jessica Lips, and it's my honor to welcome this month's guest, Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie really needs no introduction. Why? Because he originated the role of Aaron Burr in the mega-hit musical Hamilton. For this role, Leslie won the 2016 Tony Award for Best Lead Actor in a Musical. I'm going to leave it there. Leslie's been up to a lot since leaving Hamilton, but rather than list all of his credits, I'm going to let him tell us about what he's been working on. Leslie, thanks so much for being here. We've got a lot to cover because you've got so much going on, but before we get to your current work, I actually want to start at the very beginning. So where were you born? I was born in New York City. I was born in Queens, New York. Uh, there's a place called Flushing, like toilets flushing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved to Philadelphia and I was pretty young. I was seven years old when we moved to Philly. So I grew up in Philly, just two hours away. Nice. Obviously, you're such an accomplished performer, but did you have those instincts when you were a child? Did you love to sing and dance and act? When I was a kid, when people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a fireman, a teacher, a singer. I really wanted to do all of the professions. And I was pretty old. I was saying that until I was like eight or nine years old. And I kind of ended up in a job where I get to do all those things. I didn't want to have to pick. And so here I am. You say a job where you do all of those things. I know in your new role in the movie, you're playing a doctor. So is that what you're referring to? Or are there other ways that you get to be all those things? In the variety of the roles that I get to take, when you take them on, you do it with a certain kind of seriousness and do your research and you talk to doctors. When you're playing these people, you can start to take on the the. The profession a little bit. Among all the things you mentioned that you wanted to be when you grew up, you did mention a singer and an actor. So when you were in school, were you in roles? Did you do the high school musical or the play? When I was saying that, I was actually thinking of singers. You know, it was the music my parents were listening to, which is like Marvin Gaye and Teddy Pendergrass, Michael Jackson, of course. When I came up, I didn't really know about Broadway or the triple threat thing. When I was singing, I was singing with singers. Once I started acting, I was acting with actors and dancing with dancers. And so my training was fragmented in that way, which meant that most of the times I was not the best at anything because I was with proper singers or proper dancers or proper actors. But then once I found my way into the theater, the fact that I could do all of it helped push me along in the musical theater, which was a good fit for me. That's really fascinating to know that you trained separately in all of those spaces. So what made you want to combine the three? There was a show that came out when I was a young teenager, about 13 years old. That was my Hamilton, a show called Rent. They were making the same kind of splash, the same kind of noise that we made in our show. And so it reached Philadelphia. You know, the, the noise from New York reached Philadelphia. And I was like, what's that thing? Uh, scratched the surface and learned a little more about it. I, you know, what falling in love feels like. It's like, wow, I wanted to be friends with those people. I wanted to live in that world. And it was a powerful connection that I made with that show. And so then it's really about, I wanted to be in Rent. I didn't necessarily want to be in show business. I wanted to be in that show. And I did that show. I was 17 years old when I went into the show on Broadway and changed my life. It's this wonderful experience. But then you have to go, okay, well, you did that, what do you want to do next? So then it was really about training to become a professional actor. I was lucky enough that I had that professional experience. So that when I went to Carnegie Mellon, I knew what I was preparing for. I thought I did anyway. Once you get out of college, of course, you're like, oh, 
I studied theater in college, and it really helped prepare me in a lot of ways for the different facets of the business and the television and film world that I traverse in now is really a great place to prepare for that. I know that we have a lot to talk about, including the film world, because you have a new film. But first, I'd be so remiss if I didn't acknowledge Hamilton and how amazing and how amazing you were in it. Could you just tell us how that role came up? I got an email. Most of the ground that you cover in this business is hard won. Very competitive, and it's not always fair. It doesn't always feel fair, you know, but they're good days. You're lucky. There's some good fortune that you run into as well. And so when those moments happen, when you are presented with, you know, somebody's like, hey, I'm going to give you a shot on this thing. I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Here's, here's a line or two. Here's a, here's a scene or two in my TV show. You have to knock those things out of the park. You hope that you're prepared for them because what you what you turn that into is up to you. And so, yeah, Lynn sent me an email and he Basically, he was going to give me a, a chance. He's going to give me a shot at Burr. This is probably two and a half or three years before Broadway. And because I was a little bit familiar with the material, I had seen an early an earlier reading of the show. When he sent me the material to prepare for it, it was very clear to me that this was quite possibly the greatest original material that I would ever be given in my whole life. And so my goal was just to make him never want to see another Aaron Burr. That's the goal. And so it's how you prepare. It's how you show up. You're letting them know, not with your words so much, but you're letting them know in the way you attack the material, the way you prepare, the way you take this work into your soul and, and deliver it, put it back out in a way that inspires him to write more and inspires Tommy to direct the scene in a certain way. You know, that's the kind of stuff that's going to make it so that once an opportunity comes your way, that you can keep them coming your way. You won the Tony. What a way to celebrate your incredible work and performance in that role. Congratulations. How did it feel and how did winning the Tony change your life? It does in two different ways. The first way is that it's incredibly humbling and just feels great. It's something that's voted on by Tony voters, but these are these are people that make theater and these are theater owners and these are theater producers and fans of the theater. And so it feels wonderful, right, to be recognized in your profession and your craft for the work that you're doing. There's just that part of it. It's like, wow, thank you guys so much for that. And then um, the the practical and very real part of it is that it, it can help your business. People were willing to give us a shot then. Can you sell out this symphony space? Can you sell out this 2,000 feet theater in uh, Tennessee or in Dallas, places like that, Hamilton helps, you know, the name of Hamilton helps for sure. It helps you, you know, get more eyes on your work. And then now once those people come, what we are very aware of, I take those audiences so seriously because now, now it's our turn. Now we have to deliver something that makes them want to come back when we come back to Tennessee. We don't want you to come to one show. And when we play Bethlehem in a couple weeks, Bethlehem PA, we want those people to leave with smiles on their faces. So when we come back in a couple years, they'll come back and they'll bring a friend with them. But that's the kind of stuff that the awards do. They open other doors. And it's, it's your job to keep those doors open. Since you left Hamilton, you have gone through a lot of new doors, and I really want to talk about them all. Let's start with your albums. Shortly after winning the Tony, you came out with your debut album. Your debut album focuses on jazz, and I wanted to know why jazz? It just 
seemed like a, the most natural fit. I did something that, that I don't think people talk enough about, which is artist development. When I got with my manager, Joseph, who's, you know, the other half of my brain, Lynn has Tommy, um, our director. Nobody asks Lynn questions like Tommy. Nobody forces Lynn to, you know, Tommy's all about the, is that the word you mean? Is that going to get us where we need to go? They just have a beautiful relationship in that way. And as an artist, you need that. You, you know, you, you want to be the dreamer and you need somebody to be the architect. Somebody to help you build a foundation and help you stand the thing up. And so Joseph and I did development for about a year and a half. We tried a, bu- a bunch of different kinds of music and singing and you're talking about going back to your childhood and your inspirations as a child and inspirations from childhood but also um where your voice you know sounds best i had a larger different kind of voice it might have been an opera or classical album or if i had a grittier funkier sound it might have been soul music it's chipping away at it and finding out what was the most natural fit so that's how we ended up where we ended up that's great and do you love jazz? I mean, do you listen to it in your own time? I do, yeah. I'm a music lover, so I don't think that I'm strange, but you can find a bunch of different kinds of music in my CD collection. Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald, Miles Davis. I love jazz, for sure. So you did jazz, and then more recently you came out with a Christmas album. Can we expect more albums in your future? One hundred percent. Yeah, we're working on an album of all originals that'll be out early twenty eighteen. Up until now it's been songs that people are somewhat familiar with, which is its own particular challenge we found. But yeah, this is something altogether new. The originals is that's next on the docket. Have you written your own original music or are you totally collaborating with other writers? I collaborate for sure. I collaborate with people that are that are way better than me. <laughs> that's the, that's always the key. Collaboration is the key. The songs are going to be, the ideas and the themes are coming from you. In 2018, I see that we can also expect your debut book. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm loving it. You know, whenever I get a room full of um, students, a room full of college kids, and we can just have some of the lessons down, to share some of the knowledge and stuff that I've gathered over the years, you know, people did it for me. So it's such a pleasure whenever I get to pay it forward in that way. And so... Yeah, there was a, a particular publishing company that heard about that, and they said, if you ever want to make a book out of these stories, there are ways you can do what you do in the classroom in a book form. It is like everything. You know, it's proving to be more challenging than I, than I expected it to be, but so rewarding, too. You know, whenever we get a chapter done and it feels like it's in a really good place, no matter how many gray hairs it gave me, it feels like it was worth it. Would you share with us your advice for aspiring actors or people that have a creative bent and want to do something with it? I would love to hear some of the lessons that you've learned and and to kind of get a preview of the book. I graduated from college with honors. I did really well in college. And it wasn't until, I don't know, six or seven years later that I realized how dangerous that was and how stunted my growth was. Because so much of the way the structure is in a lot of these schools is it's about pleasing the teacher, right? And so if you please teacher, you do well. And because college is expensive, the grading becomes how well I pleased my teacher. And so I learned how to please my teachers and I did well. Um, and then, you know, somewhere in my mid-20s, I realized that other people's work was inspiring me 
but I couldn't look to my own work for inspiration. There was nothing about what I was doing that was inspiring or exciting. There's a market in Los Angeles. There's a market in, in all businesses for safe and bland. There's a market for that. And I had two feet in that market. And there was one really important audition that I was going on. I made a really bold choice about a way to attack the material. It was high comedy, big, you know, Wayne's Brothers comedy, you know, so it's like silly, ridiculous humor. There's a certain way that I decided to attack material that was really risky and bold. You know, nobody knows me. Every audition is high stakes. You're, you're worried about your agents dropping you, your managers dropping you, the cast director never wants to see you again. And I decided that I was going to give myself permission to fail for the very first time. I hadn't done it in elementary school, high school, college. I'd never given myself permission to fail. And so either... The success was going to be for me if these people said, you did a really good job and we're going to give you this movie, then that certainly was a success. But I was going to be a success if they called my agent and said, don't ever send him in here again. That was the worst audition we've ever seen, ever. Because I've never done anything that risky. I've never done anything that bold. Giving myself permission to fail in that moment changed the trajectory of my life. There would be no Aaron Burr and Hamilton without it. The risks that I was willing to take on that stage and the way that I was willing to attack that material, it all it all related back to this Wayne's Brothers movie audition, you know, where I gave myself the permission to take a risk and fail. That's very powerful advice. As we come to the end of this interview, I wanted to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. You have moved to L.A. and you have this exciting movie coming out, Murder on the Orient Express. And L.A. is the world of film, like what you're doing, and TV. But what so many people know you for originally is Broadway, is Rent, and then, of course, Hamilton. So I, I think the question on everyone's mind is, will you be back to New York? Will you come back to Broadway? I love the question. I love that people want me back. I would love to go back. I'll say that. But, you know, Amber's the role of a lifetime. You'd be hard-pressed to come up with five other roles, five that are that complex and exciting for an actor, period, but certainly for an actor of color. It's difficult to find roles that require that much of you. And so I'll tell you, the second one comes along, <laughs> I'll be there, you know, sign me up. But right now, those roles and those opportunities are coming from film. You know, the chance to work with Kenneth and Dame Judi Dench and Johnny Depp and Josh Gad, my college friend, and Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, the chance, the chance to learn from these people, to learn from 25, 30-plus years experience from some of these people in a film setting and, you know, the setting where we made this movie, which is, it's just too good to pass up. You know, this is the new form right now where I'm learning the most, where I'm stretching and growing. So for the foreseeable future, I'll be here. But listen, if you have any offers, if you hear about anything, you have my contact info. Let me know. <laughs> Well, you are amazing. Leslie Odom Jr. on your tour right now with your upcoming movie, the album that you're working on, and the book. I just wish you such success. We can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jessica. Have a great day. This is Jessica Lips for Mogul. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.